Welcome to the Uncut Podcast. I'm Pastor Luke. And I'm Pastor Cameron. And welcome back to the Uncut Podcast, where we have uncut, honest conversations about faith, life, and ministry. I almost forgot what we talked about here. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so I was in here the other day, um, and I, I realized something, Cameron, mm. that maybe you didn't realize, or maybe our viewers have been noticing, but have said anything about but this plant that's in between the two of us is an actual plant i thought it was yes fake no it's real time. the snake plant right yeah well we haven't been watering it <laughs> it's slowly been dying i watered it before today's episode well i'm gonna um, tell you like i don't know that you can actually kill these things <laughs> because we have several in our house and if you ask if you ask my wife she will tell you that um, our house is the place where plants go to die. <laughs> it's hospice for plants. <laughs> um, and we have a few snake plants that are just like, I'm not sure we've ever watered them. <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, they're just still alive and going. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was like the other day, I was like, oh, this poor thing. Like, I wonder if it's just been slowly yeah. welting the whole course of this podcast and like, our viewers, maybe a plant lover out there, has just been slowly watching. It yeah, we should ignored. go. We should go back to the first episode and see if there's a difference in like the shape and the color of <laughs> see how it, it looks. See if it looked healthier. <laughs> yeah, it probably did. I mean, we are on what we're recording now. Is it episode twenty nine? Yeah, twenty eight or twenty nine, something 20. like that. We're getting close to thirty episodes. Yeah, so that's like that's over half a year. Yep. Did we start in January? When did we, we start? Started, well, I think we started recording at the end of January or maybe mid-January. And I think we started releasing in early February. Okay. So February would be a year for us. Yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. By next February would 100% be a year. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Yeah. <laughs> we should be. We've, we've not quit. <laughs> we've, we've not quit. We've not skipped a week. Yeah. It's yep. not always been really easy no, to no. get them recorded mm-hmm. or to or to know what we're talking about. And obviously I like some some weeks and episodes are probably better, definitely better than others. Sure. But I think that ev- happens. Every podcast has got to yeah. be like that. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, there's some there's some podcasts where I follow them or subscribe to them and I really, really like the content. Mm-hmm. But it's so abnormally posted. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like sporadic. Yeah, it's like they, it's, you can't count on when an episode is going to come out. Yeah. Um, a lot of the bigger ones you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the ones with really big budgets and famous people on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they have other people kind of arranging their schedules. But there's others that have like start and they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Like these first few episodes are really good. Yeah. And then it's like they haven't posted since March. Yeah, I've definitely run it. I've found like, ooh, a podcast about the topic I really want to learn about or know more things about. They've only got three episodes, and that was like two years ago. And they like stopped, and like their last episode is like, "I'll see you next week." And then two years go two by. Two years go by. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and not that that like you know that totally understand how that happens with just about like any hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but podcast is definitely like a, I don't know. I hope it, if you're listening, I hope this feels like a, a bit like a conversation. Yeah. You're kind of sitting in. 
uh, a mm-hmm. conversation with us, you know. Right. Well, and also there's still, and we were talking about this on Tuesday, there's still the dynamic of us trying to determine what this actually is. Yeah. Because, like, there's still a significant, at least, there's still a pretty serious dynamic, at least internally to me, where I'm really aware of this. Right, like the, this. the fact that there's a microphone yeah. pointed right in our faces. And, um, and I still, like, I still don't feel like the podcast has got the best of me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not got the best of what's inside of me. Right. Like, because of some yeah. of the conversations that we have in private without the cameras and the microphones, mm-hmm. I feel like are, have been really helpful, mm-hmm. really, like, good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of the initial reasons that we wanted to do this was right. like, man, we, we often have some, you know, off the microphone conversations that we feel like would be valuable if we could just press an internal recording button. Right. So still trying to grab onto that dynamic of like how to podcast mm-hmm. in a uncut way. Yep. Knowing that it's actually cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very, very, you know, it is cut in its own like We've never, we've never cut out content in order to, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, no. a little bit of post editing. Yeah, but. I think like for the most part, you're sitting through like a solid stream of consciousness. We're not even uh, editing out ums and you know breaks in our thoughts and things like that. Yeah, I think there's maybe been once or twice like maybe one of us needed to go to the bathroom or answer right. the door or something. Yeah, we had to stop. But um, so you know. my my commitment is my commitment is to try and do a better job of not guarding what I say Hmm. and just opening, just continuing to open up a little bit and let the cards just kind of fall where they do in conversation. I I find it's really hard. Like that's, I mean, it's really hard to do that because like, uh, I mean the, the buzz, the buzz pop psychology word is like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm always just like, I don't know. Do I actually know? anything right (laughs) or do people care about the things that i know yeah that too so like i mean i like there's i i was talking to someone about this actually just this just like two days ago uh we were talking about what it takes to be an expert at things Mm -hmm. you know and there's like the law of ten thousand. yeah you know ten thousand hours or what the 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 arena that I talk about that a lot in is the is in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know that I'm I do jujitsu, and I tell my students all the time that if you want to get good at a particular technique, plan on ten thousand reps. Like there's no there's no substitute to repetitions. And um, so we got to talking about like okay, well, what are the areas in my life where there's like you've reached expert level at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could take it in in a lot of different ways. And usually people are not experts at something unless they're have been extraordinarily dedicated or obsessed even. Yeah. When they're young Mm -hmm. or they're just older and the longevity of them doing something has just amassed an expert level. Right. 
right? But and so things like say, what are the things that I've been doing the longest in life? Mm-hmm. The three things I've been doing the longest while I've been pastoring. Yeah. Um, be going into my nineteenth year, mm-hmm. into my nineteenth nineteenth year right now. Um, which seems really really strange to say because I don't feel like I've been old enough. I'm not old enough to do anything for 19 years. <laughs> um, but also being married. Mm-hmm. I just had my 19th wedding anniversary to my wife. And then the third is jujitsu, which I've been doing for 18 years. So there is some imposter syndrome mm-hmm. always, but there also is some areas where like, no, we've actually put in a lot of time and had a lot of experiences and have really, I think, decent perspective mm-hmm. or had an opportunity to see so many different perspectives that we at least have an educated opinion yeah. on something. Well, and, you know, like, one of the things, like, you mentioned pastoring, and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I've... I've not been professionally pastoring for a long time. I think I've been doing more. Um, I've been re- I've been studying the Bible for a very long time. Yep. Been reading about the Bible and theology for a very long time. Been preaching uh, lo- much longer than I've been a pastor. Um, and but then I was thinking about as like, you know the other piece, like there's certainly things that you can only grow in your skill set at while being a pastor and overseeing a church. But then there's like things like that personal self work, like working through your relationship with God, going through different seasons, uh, doing, you know, um, kind of working on yourself, uh, helping other people and kind of being with them through difficult times, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, when you scaffold out what is contained inside of the skill set of a pastor, like, so you mentioned those three things. I'm like, well, Cameron's also really good at like, incisively understanding what's like going on inside of someone's heart. Like, I don't know if everyone's told you that before, Mm -hmm. but that's something I think you're very good at. Mm -hmm. There's been several times where I've seen you either in conversation with someone or in conversation with me, and you're able to just like go whoop and you Mm -hmm. just point right at what is the core of the Mm -hmm. issue. Or you have a good way of kind of, you know, taking, you know, what's – uh, put it like in a, an example, I guess, like, you know, if you ever see a kid who like falls and hits their knee and scrapes their knee and they start crying, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, mommy, kiss it or whatever, make the boo-boo go better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid's not actually physically hurt. Right. They're having like an emotional thing. Emotional right? response, yeah. And, and you have a really good way of when people or when, you know, when someone comes to you and they're like, I want to talk about this theological issue or I want to talk about you, this life issue I'm coming up against or this thing, you're like, you know what, that thing, the thing is probably not the thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably this thing. Mm-hmm. And you have a good way of getting to mm. that. So, and that's indicative of doing your own right personal work and things like that. So the, you know, I do think that there's, there's even more scaffolding. Right. You're right. Yeah. So it gets, it's not just like the work of pastoring. It's all of these multidisciplinary things that are involved there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, even if you talk about, well, all right, let's say we work 40 hours a week and yeah, that might be what we work, but I know from my experience, I know this is true in yours, that the thought 
process of ministry is almost nonstop. Yeah. Is it very, very rarely am I not thinking about something having to do with ministry or church or pastoring Mm -hmm. or the people I'm serving or whatever. But if you were just, just to take the raw hours, 40 hours across 52 weeks in a year, Mm -hmm. in a year you're talking about almost don't ever do math in public. Uh, <laughs> twenty thousand eighty, or yeah. not twenty thousand, two thousand eighty yeah. hours a year. So after five years of pastoring, you're essentially you have reached that magical Malcolm Gladwell yeah. ten thousand hours, right? Which some people have like challenged, whatever, but right. like it's still a generally a good principle. Yeah. So five years. So that means I'm actually coming up on five years here. For myself, being in a full-time pastoral role. Yeah, I mean, and I would say that, like, there's, you know, time in, I would say, like, shouldn't shouldn't um, <clears throat> discount time training for pastoral ministry. No, sure, yeah. You know, as, as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always the caveats of like, well, there's been many weeks where I've worked sixty work, sixty hours or eighty hours, right? Sure. Versus forty. Heaven, I don't so, think there's been that many hours we've done eighty or weeks we've done eighty hours. Very but. rare. <laughs> my, very rare in my ministry has there ever been a week where I've done something like that. But yeah, there has been. Mm-hmm. There, it's rare though. So, but anyway, I think we said all that to talk about like how we've been feeling about the podcast. Yeah, and I was on vacation. A week and a half ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And you had an experience podcasting that yes. was different than this, <laughs> the conversation back and forth. Yeah. I So I'm, uh, I sat down to start a, another podcast here at Conduit um, called uh, Rooted, the podcast name on both YouTube and uh, where you listen to podcasts is Rooted Life Change. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're familiar with Conduit, uh, you might not be – you might have heard of Rooted before, um, mm-hmm. but it, you've probably not encountered it on any of your socials or in a podcast world or anything right. like that. So. Right. So let's talk – so it was a, it's, it's a monologue po- podcast. Yep. It's just me, which yeah. is much different than this. Mm-hmm. It's a right. lot easier to have a conversation with somebody over a microphone than it is for me too. Just talking to a microphone, that was a unique experience. But yeah. yeah. Did you manuscript that? Uh I have like all my like thought main primary thoughts and stuff kind of written out in the notes and stuff that I've been using when I was teaching the group mm-hmm. and leading the group. Uh, and so I just had a copy of that in front of me on my phone. Uh, to kind of glance down to kind of remind myself of what maybe the topic was. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was an illustration in there I used, but there yeah. were some of it was also just off no. the top of my head as I was talking about it. I've tried to use teleprompter apps on like iPads and stuff like that to do videos and stuff like that. And yeah. as much as I want to make it work because I feel like, well, if I can type out what I actually want to say, it'll be yeah. better. It's just so hard to do that. But well, it's so hard to not seem like you're reading and following the next line right like uh, avoiding teleprompter voice is so hard yeah yeah um and also like if you're gonna do it with like an app you get this weird like back and forth between like looking at the camera and looking at the teleprompter unless you have like and like setting it up so like the the ipad is right behind the camera so you're looking at the whatever yeah no that's but but anyway 
So it is a monologue pod- podcast yeah. that is called Rooted Life Change, mm-hmm. and this is coming out of a ministry that um, that you started here at Conduit. Yep. And a um, little bit of little bit of backstory or history to that particular ministry, and then I'm gonna let Luke talk about it a little bit more. Is that um, you know we we have a strong strong belief here at at Conduit that the I would say it's more of the strong belief that sounds even more clinical than I want it to be, but like we actually have this crazy crazy perspective that the gospel of Jesus Christ changes people's lives mm-hmm. um, and not just their spiritual life or their eternal destiny, but every thread of the fabric of their being could be changed by the power of the gospel. And so when we are, when people are struggling with an emotional issue or a mental issue or a physical issue or a spiritual issue, or we do believe that the gospel has healing power Mm -hmm. in all of those situations. Um, And that's, um, that's not to, that's not to give kind of like the pat spiritual answer of like, well, if you're addicted, all you need to do is be more spiritual right? And, or just believe in the gospel and you will be completely freed yeah. from that addiction. I do believe that the power of the gospel will lead to, can lead to freedom from addiction for sure. But um, it's often a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, but anyway, and so... You coming on board here, recognizing that um, that dynamic that we have here at Conduit, also your kind of your role as you know associate pastor, but really focused on discipleship and moving people from mm-hmm. one position in either pre-gospel or uh, to you know living a life fully transformed by the presence of Jesus is like, okay, we see these things. How do we begin? To, we see these things evident in people's lives. How do we begin to offer um, from the perspective, from a gospel center perspective, a place where these people can find support and encouragement, community and healing and a process to grow in? There's lots of different programs out there. Yep. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of the more like, um, I would say well-known ones um, are um, Celebrate Recovery, which mm-hmm. comes from out of California Saddleback Community mm-hmm. Church. There's one that kind of had a that kind of had a um, a little bit of life cycle here in Chautauqua County for a while. Started by Tracy and Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Daryl Strawberry, as in the baseball player and his wife, called Clean, Sober, and Saved. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have a whole lot of familiarity with it other than to know that it exists. Yeah. There's a few others. Yeah. Um, I think there's one that's called Life Transformation mm-hmm. uh, that I've interacted with, and that one's pretty good. Yeah. And then there's obviously programs like AA, NA, yep. stuff like that, Al-Anon. Um, there's CODA, which is a really kind of interesting one. I don't think I know Coda. Coda is um, uh, Codependence Anonymous. Okay, yeah. Um, and I've seen some really good stuff actually come out of there because I think more people tend to be codependent than they do addicted. Right. Well, or codependency is wrapped up 
in their addiction. In their addiction. Yeah, yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, begin to utilize some of those materials, mm-hmm. some of those already pre-existing things, and realized um, that, or not, not that we realized, but we felt like mm-hmm. it was not hitting the mark that we kind of hoped it would. Yeah. It talk, can you talk a little bit about like how, without talking bad about those programs, sure. about where like, where we felt like the discontinuity was between what we wanted to be able to offer and what was being offered. Yeah. Well, so like one of the things is like in the recovery landscape, what I've come to find is that like, you know, 12 steps really dominate and that's not a bad thing. It's just the fact that they've been very, very successful. Right. Um, and have helped a lot of people get sober, uh, make significant life change and uh, improvement in their life. And um, there's nothing that I found in the 12 steps that I thought was particularly in the steps themselves that I thought was particularly wrong or unhelpful or anything like it's all really good stuff. Um, but a lot of times what a lot of programs try and do is they take the 12 steps and then they say, okay, well, where are the 12 steps in the Bible? And so it's kind of a, and the thing is, and we talked, we've talked about the Bible a number of times on the podcast and we, you know, our view on the Bible is that the Bible isn't really a manual of sorts. Mm -hmm. It's, it's primarily about revelation of God, of who God is, who we are in our relationship together. Um, and what do you mean the Bible doesn't mean basic instructions before leaving Earth? B I B L E. No, it doesn't, Cameron. Oh, okay. uh, that's not what the Greek means. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I yeah, that is not what that means. Um, and so, it's not an instruction manual, and it wasn't written with um, it wasn't ri- written with the intention of putting the twelve steps in there mm-hmm. or. This like you know something that kind of bugs me is um, you know a lot of people who will write in like kind of the Christian self help or the Christian counseling world is they'll take a secular counseling kind of uh, scheme. Uh, one for example would be kind of like attachment theory. So if mm-hmm. anyone's listening, you know what attachment theory is. It's got to do with like how secure you feel in the relationships that you make intimately. And they'll go and they'll try and show how Jesus has a secure relationship style. Yeah, And I'm like, I don't think the gospel writers were at all trying to communicate how Jesus had a secure Mm-mm. attachment style and he yeah. wasn't anxious or whatever. Right. Like that's over reading. We're putting something onto the Bible that isn't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that all, like we were just talking about, like if there's one thing that I've been doing for a very long time and that's been reading and studying the Bible. And so when I'm interacting with like resources like that and I'm, and you know, they maybe have a verse and they're like, this verse shows this, or it backs this particular like step up. I was like, actually, I don't think that that's a good application of that Bible verse. Mm -hmm. Um, what that is kind of like the common word for that is like kind of proof texting, mm-hmm. which is like what, what I mean by that is like the smash and grab. You have something, you have a point that you want to make 
So you go and find a Bible verse that you can kind of cajole into making your point. Right. We call it eisegesis, taking our meaning and placing it over top of the text rather than allowing meaning to come out of the text and inform the step. Right. Um, And so not all proof texting is absolutely terrible. Like sometimes you can actually honor and the passage actually means what you're saying it means as you put it next to the thing that you're talking about. But that's not always the case. Like if you just do a Google search or like say you just search your Bible and you look for keywords, right? Just because you find a keyword for or an idea does not necessarily mean that that like uh, is being uplifted or held up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of the like passages or one of the portions of the Bible that often gets you that sometimes gets used. And anytime I see it get used, I'm a little I'm a little nervous, and that's the book of Job, because mm. a lot of people will pull a quote out of Job. Well, Job has like three or four different people like making dialogues, and the thing about Job is that not all the people who are saying things are necessarily meant to be agreed with. They're kind of putting forth their own logic, mm-hmm. and the book of Job is kind of arguing with them. Mm-hmm. And so if you pull a quote out of Job and it's like one of the three friends and they're like making this long point, you're not necessarily guaranteed to say that the passage is even meaning for you to agree with that. They might be meaning for you to disagree with what that person's yep. ultimately saying. So um, so there was that. But then also kind of we were talking about like not wanting to just simply say, okay, just pray it away. Yep. Right? Like, oh, you've got like a serious addiction or a relationship problem. Just like pray more about it. Because yep. I've I've not met I've not met a Christian with an addiction who hasn't prayed about it. Right. Um and and so we don't want to just be simplistic, wanna actually bring the helpful things from 12 steps and from other like other modes of thought like acceptance and commitment therapy and things like that and say what is really wise here what's really helpful about human nature and then bring that alongside a more robust and holistic understanding of the bible and its theology mm-hmm. and then have the two kind of come together and kind of work on that so yeah that was kind of my heart when I started writing stuff for Rooted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we decided to name it Rooted. Rooted. Yeah, we Rooted. decided to name it that. Which you helped me. I was I was really wrestling with uh, what to name it, and I cannot can't remember any of the really bad names that I was trying to come up with. <laughs> Unless you do, um, I don't. Um, I don't remember either. No, they weren't. Not they were. I mean, I mean that's that tells you how bad they were. Is that like you know the name we landed on was good enough that I forgot all the other potential names. Um, so, um, but we were kind of, um, I was kind of reflecting and thinking through like how does how does the Bible kind of like match up with this? I was kind of wrestling with the theology and wanted to kind of. Not just resort to, you know, smattering a whole bunch of passages together, but I wanted there to be kind of a connection. Yeah. Like a through line. And then that was when I discovered trees in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I listened to 
listened to or watched or I don't exactly remember how I discovered, but I somehow got into, uh, well, I know the, the Bible Project, which is a website and YouTube page, YouTube and page and podcast stuff and all that, yeah. That you and I both listen to. We use it in some of our teaching resources and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a, like, I don't know, seven episode run on their podcast. It was a couple years back, but I somehow stumbled onto it. And they were talking about the theme of trees in the Bible. And like, and I had never sat and really thought about how many trees are in the Bible mm-hmm. and like their significance and some of the like the theological understanding that kind of comes out of that. And I was like, trees. I was all about trees. And you were just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Anybody in the office, my wife, pretty much anybody who I could get to listen to me uh, was just going like, Luke, you have gone off your rocker. You're like, I'm like, trees, man. Trees are <laughs> it's everywhere. All about trees. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that but that's kind of what led to it. It's like, all right, well, the theme of trees. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of conversation going on about like why why would why would trees be an apt illustration or visualization for this type of program? But it's kind of like its own podcast mm-hmm. um series there too. Um but just then this like sense of rootedness in God's word. Yep. Yep. A sense of kind of groundedness. Groundedness, yeah. A rootedness and connection. Um you know, because there's like you kind of picture like a pic like picture in your mind when you look up the picture, like go do a Google image search for tree with roots, and you get this kind of cross section of tree, mm-hmm. right? And it's got this usually trees have a pretty significant tap root. Yep. Right? The main root structure that goes deep into the ground mm-hmm. and pulls a lot of nutrients and right? And then you have all of these, what I'll call capillary roots that mm-hmm. go out wide. And it kind of, for me, visualizes or encapsulates like the modality of the whole program is like mm-hmm. the tap root is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. It yeah. is like it goes deep into the soil. It's firmly connected to the, the mm-hmm. trunk. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you have the, and that's where we are the experts in, right? Right. It's the gospel. That's what we have. Yeah. Right. Similar to what um, Peter and John said to the crippled beggar at the beautiful silver gate. And gold. Yeah, silver and gold I do not have, but mm-hmm. that which I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. They had the gospel. That's what they gave them. Yep. Um, so the gospel is kind of like the taproot of the root structures. Mm-hmm. But then all of these little capillary roots are all these, some of them clinically based, some of them socially based, but corollary, parallel ways in which we can offer support, help, resources, encouragement, therapies. Um, so like you mentioned, acceptance, commitment therapy, mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy, maybe some attachment therapy in there. And like we're yeah. not therapists. Nope. We're not we're not trying to be. Yep. But to borrow concepts from them, mm-hmm. the 12 steps. Yep. To borrow concepts from them. 
to create a fully rooted structure. Yep. Um, where someone can, you know, grow, mm-hmm. produce fruit in their lives. Yep. You know, and be, um, be kind of set free from, you know, the bondage that they're in. Yep. Uh, it calls to my mind literally what we were talking about last night. We had our class mm-hmm. on the Psalms here at Conduit, and um, we kind of finished the night off by looking at Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. And the image there is like, you know, blessed is the man who meditates on the word of the Lord, who is delighting in it, mm-hmm. who's not walking the way of sinners, sitting in the seat of scoffers, right? Mm-hmm. And he is like a tree. Mm-hmm. Firmly planted by a stream of living water. Yes. He's bearing fruit mm-hmm. in season. Everything he does prospers. Yep. Not so the wicked. Right. They are like chaff. Chaff. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh-huh. so we get this, you get this picture of the firmly planted tree mm-hmm. rooted and thriving. And then. Um, Want a Bible? Yeah, there's a Bible under okay. here. Um, and then you've got chaff, which mm-hmm. like I I calls to my mind like leaves or broken off bark. Like it is just mm-hmm. the absolute op- opposite of what that picture of the blessed man is. And yes. if anyone has dealt with an addiction or generational sin or um, patterns of behavior or hurt that they can't get past. Like you want to know what it feels like to be chaff blown around by everything? Mm. Like that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Yeah. Right. But mm. in recovery, there's a sense of stability that you gain. Yeah. And you can feel like rooted. Yes. In place. Right. Bearing right. fruit in season. Right. Right. Like for me, that just encapsulates like, you know, where I hope people move to from and to mm-hmm. and in their connectedness to God mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So created the program mm-hmm. and it looks like what you, what most people would consider to be a curriculum. Yeah. That's to be run in a group setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and supplementary um, resources to that group curriculum is this podcast. Yes. Yep. So, or is the or the, the rooted life change podcast that you started, um, which so if you're a part of conduit or you're not a part of conduit and you're interested in maybe participating in rooted, mm-hmm. it it's not just for people who are drug addicted, yep, alcohol addicted, right? No, it's for people who maybe are dealing with hurts, hangups, and habits, or yeah. You know, or you know who who's the person that could benefit from? Yeah, that? so like the way I talk about it is, um, and see if I can remember how I've phrased everything. Um, you know what? I'm going to pull it up just so I don't mess mm-hmm. it up. But what we're trying to kind of do is like, and it might seem kind of straight. Excuse me, strange to kind of think about like um, what's kind of um, kind of going on inside of. Um, are like why why would i also want to listen to a podcast that somebody who's addicted to say alcohol or pornography i don't have those problems right right those are real those are real problems my problem 
my shopping problem or my uh, the amount of time I spend on my phone or the, those are not problems, yeah. right? Um, and the thing is, is that like there's probably actually a lot more in common um, than you think. Um, one of the things that people like because it's we're talking about the roots, the roots, right? right. So those are typically our the things that are manifesting on the surface, our addictions, like yeah. things, alcohol or drugs or my phone or shopping or gambling or porn or whatever it is. Like most of us think, oh, I've just got a porn problem. Oh, yeah. I've just got an alcohol problem. Mm, well, no, like those things are like, if you watch the old classic Looney Tunes and you know, Elmer Fudd gets hit on the head with something, and then this big bump pops out. Yep. Right? And he takes that bump because he wasn't, doesn't want anyone to see it, and he pushes it back in. Yep. Right? And then what do we see happen? And then it goes, boink, off the other side, right? So that bump coming out the other side of the head is the addiction or is the hang-up mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. But it's not – it's the symptom of getting – knocked in the head right right so these things are they're indicative of internal problems and we've used these things or we've resorted to these other things to help um soothe Mm -hmm. numb yep um the internal things that we feel that bad thing we want to get rid of like Mm -hmm. well why wouldn't we want to like dumb numb down the bad things that are happening like Brene Brown um one of the things that she says about stuff like that is i think really really powerful is that we do not possess the ability to selectively numb yeah so if we choose to numb the bad the thing. bad things we're also choosing to numb the good things joy yeah. happiness fulfillment so we can't selectively as human beings we can't selectively numb the bad things yeah we just numb everything right and it's like when you get have a tooth pulled mm-hmm. and they stick a needle in your gums it's not like a just that spot it's now right. the whole side of your face feels like it's melting off for the rest of the day you know yeah right and you're yeah <laughs> you're drooling everywhere so so how, how what's your uh, how, how do you communicate who so rooted is appropriate for i say break cycles Breaking cycles. Finding healing, finding healing and making life change. Making life change. Yeah. Right. So that can be that can be um, laid over top all kinds of things in our lives. Whole tons of things. And patterns anyone, of intrusive thoughts. Even, yep. Yeah. You know. And and the thing is, is like if you hang around anybody who's like successfully gone through like an AA program, they had like a and they had like they they'll they'll tell you. I showed up thinking I had a drinking problem. Found out that I have like a living problem. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, the amount of alcohol they consumed and all of that, like, is certainly a problem. But there was a greater problem underneath. And the thing that, sure, you might not share the same particular weakness or problem that somebody else who you think has it worse off or I'm not that bad, or I don't need that kind of help. 
the thing is, is actually what's going on underneath it for both of you is probably a lot more similar than you would yeah. think. Yeah. So. Right. So there's the pro there's the actual program of the curriculum. Yep. yep. You know, and um, groups forming here at Conduit mm-hmm. soon. Yep. Um, we, we, we've already done a group, right? Yes. But it goes in, you know, it goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. And so new groups be forming soon mm-hmm. for, um, for that program. And then this, Kind of a supplementary source or yep, podcast. The, the podcast is kind of going to act as like one, a place for me to kind of just talk through what I've been thinking through and in writing out and uh, act as kind of a bit of a, a reach, but also just to try and gather a community, kind of um, allow people a, another, a way to kind of stick their toe in the water a little bit. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it's scary to come to a meeting and yep. show up because, like, you're you're going to show up and there's a whole bunch of people and they're going to talk about their feelings and emotions and what's going on in their life. And that's... Or I've been living my life as if there's no problems whatsoever. So if I show up to this meeting... Right. Or people are going to go... Oh, oh they're gosh. here. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Right? Didn't like, know they were having problems. Yes. And so, you know, this provides a little bit of a entryway, um, you know, allows people to kind of have a little bit more uh, access to it. Um, it's also just a, also a tool for me personally. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to be a conversation. I want to be thinking yeah. through and hope people are able to interact with the content. And we can kind of flesh more of it out as more people interact with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. So what we'll do is in the show notes yes. for this episode, mm-hmm. we will link the yep. Rooted Life Change podcast yep. as well. Yeah. Um, and go check it out. Subscribe. Yep. Um, so when If you're listening to this podcast episode, we'll have two episodes coming out this week. Yes. Yeah. So be looking for those. I think I'm going to uh, put them out on Tuesday and Wednesday okay. of this week. Great. And w- the, while you're listening. And there's, so there's, there's also, you have socials for it, right? Yeah, I do have a, there's an Instagram account and it'll also be on YouTube. So mm-hmm. if you're watching us on YouTube, you can still watch it there. So yep. great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be, it'll be, um, I'm excited for it simply because I think it's really helpful content. I think it, um, you know, and some of it is born out of my own, like working through and trying to understand my own heart understanding like what's my own like proclivities and sin nature and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so these first couple episodes we'll be talking about um, kind of like this principle I'm saying of like, what does it mean to live in the light? What does it mean to kind of step out of denial? Right. If you're used to like 12 step language, you would say like the first step is admitting, mm-hmm. right. Admitting that we were powerless to solve our problems. And this is, you know, talking about that idea of like, Mm -hmm. how do we get stuck in denial and all of that? Yeah. And how does the light, bringing things out into the light, Mm -hmm. give us, begin to give us freedom. Allah, first John, you know, and the gospel of John. Right. Yeah. Uh, Great. Great. All right. Well, make sure you're looking forward to or looking for that. Um, 
both that podcast and that YouTube channel. If you guys are interested in that, I think it's super valuable, valuable resource. I'm so like encouraged and proud of you. Oh, thanks for for doing all that. And and it's been it's not been a it's not been a short um, project or no. <laughs> you know, we've expended a lot of a lot of um or you've expended a lot of time and effort there so really grateful and proud of you uh for that and um eager to see how it changes works to change people's lives in the next few years here at conduit and beyond so make sure you're looking for it and um as always uh please like this episode for us um subscribe if you're not share it review it um, send us questions to our text line 716-201-0507 and we will try and get them answered when we have mailbag episodes yep we'll see you all next time thanks thanks